When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Raptors win the NBA title. What do you think this will mean for Canada and the Toronto Raptors? I guess you really have to ask somebody on the street or one of our fans. Uh... We are one potential win away from the NBA fucking championship, and I am joined in studio with Christian Wolfgang Graf, and hopefully Greg and Javon will get into the studio at some point. They're partying from last night still. They are. Javon's actually passed out on a park bench uh, right now, so he needs to, uh, if I can get his shit together, wake up and roll into the podcast studio. Um, I heard a little uh, interesting anecdote from you before the pod started about your girlfriend and a potential ass tattoo. Yeah, what a segue. Yeah, no, that uh, <laughs> that is true. You, the rumors are correct. My girlfriend uh, Netta did say, if the Raptors were to win, and this was after the Bucks series, so before Golden State series even started. Now here we are, three one, and she's gonna get a tattoo of the Raptor ball with a little claw on it, and she said she's gonna do it. I'm I'm honestly thinking of doing it too, and we both don't have tattoos. So this would be our first tattoo ever. That's but most adorable shit. Matching ass tattoos, matching not, not couple ass tattoos. Ass. Oh, you have to. No, I'll get it on my on my right here. The Kawhi Leonard uh, Boardman gets paid. Boardman gets paid. Boardman gets paid. And Raptors 2019. You just get like a leg sleeve of all like the logos throughout the history of the uh, the a, Raptors. A New Balance sponsored leg. You should get the Raptor tattoo to your face. Actually, like the Raptor face tattoo to you. That'd be pretty badass. I will body paint or face paint myself Monday night <laughs> and go downtown and par- I'm I'm gonna. So here's it. I'm gonna you be at a golf. Tail. I'm gonna be at a golf tournament, and it's the Fox and Fiddle golf tournament, which is quite a party yeah you're gonna be shit dickered and we come back to the fox and fiddle city place around 7 or 8 p.m that night so you're going to jurassic park on monday in the, i won't be inside because apparently the lineups take like you have to be in line from 6 a.m yeah. but i'll be in the vicinity 100 percent, right ready to party after yeah the pandemonium i don't know like i i just I, the the like for me, like fuck, I love watching basketball. It's great to be around the fans. I just can't be that closely congested with people. It compromises my ability to enjoy the game. But also, if I'm blackout drunk, like you're talking about going to the fucking Fox and Field golf tournament, that's the I think I think it might be a little bit more more kosher. It's just like the bullshit at the end, the Ubers, all that crap. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. Uh, you know what? You're probably gonna see. Two championships in your lifetime. They're going to come this year and next year. So you got to party while you can. You're 31, Brandon. Toronto Rock, baby. Let's go next year. 2019, (laughs) 2020, Toronto Rockets are year. Uh, (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's talk about some basketball. Uh, Big game last night. 
from the Toronto Raptors. Um, obviously, we like I, I was saying seven. I was going Golden State, and then I flipped last minute. I never thought for a second we'd be in a moment where we'd be up 3-1 against the fucking back-to-back champs, like arguably the greatest franchise in the history of the sport. Obviously, KD's not in there, but we're also talking about a team that won the championship without KD. No more chirps, no more shit talk, no more like little brother to the North bullshit. We are one of the best teams in the NBA. Uh, what was your impression of what went down last night? Well, as I was watching it, because Greg and I watched the game at my place, and of course, you get to you get ahead of yourself, right? At first, before the series started, I'm just like, I just hope the Raptors make it a good series. We win one game. I'm saying, maybe the Raptors can win this. At this point, I've been so nervous because it's Golden State, and we all know they can come back at any point. But it's almost like I'm going into Monday saying, all right, well, now it's time to close it out. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no more hesitation. for We're one win away. And I think that game last night proved to me, at least... Because the one thing that I've been really, really impressed with is the attitude of the players after the games. And Kendrick Perkins tweeted this out, but he said after game, I think it was three when we had won. Gregor's been becoming his in, fucking yeah. pants here and this shit. <laughs> well, the first game we won in Oracle. Apparently, when the Raptors had won and we were walking back to our locker room, mm-hmm. not one person was cheering. I saw the video last night. Basically, the video when they walk by is they walk by the camera and they just go, all right, we got to close it out. We have one more win. We know what we have to do. Yeah, They've all adopted Kawhi Leonard's stoic attitude right now and it's the reason in my mind why they're actually doing this whereas the city of toronto is going nuts after every single win Mm -hmm. and we're the ones celebrating and the players can remain so on point right now i think they have that mentality i think that's they're locked in Mm -hmm. i've never seen a team locked in more than the raptors are right now who doesn't even celebrate after wins like that to me that's the biggest takeaway so far absolutely and it's just you know the leadership you know just how everyone knows their role in that team um, big performance from Ibaka last night. Just Huge. an absolutely yeah. stellar performance. 20 points in 23 minutes. Just a very efficient game off the bench. That's what we needed to get going on the bench unit. Uh, Fred Van Vliet obviously getting crushed in the side of the head by Sean Livingston. Coming back, playing some hero ball. Like, fuck, I was watching the game with my girlfriend last night, and she was asking me, like, just knowing basketball players, just knowing, like, just the toughness in the game, comparison to, like, a game like hockey and football, fucking Fred got cracked. He looked like he was unconscious. A little bit of blood on the court. And she was like, well, you think he's going to come back and like just knowing the sport of basketball I'm like how oh, fuck hell no he's not coming back that guy's gonna be back in the locker room he's probably gonna miss the next game afterwards but fuck Fred was resilient came right back just showed that true north grit with basketball I just I thought that was the best example of this team man just so gritty so tough so tenacious it. man and you know what Freddie's attitude too of being that calm guy everyone says it right and it's pretty obvious on the floor when he went down there, I thought a lot of people had the same thoughts as you. Oh, maybe he's unconscious, or maybe he's really, really injured. He's not moving. Mm-hmm. In my mind, he Fred's embellished just, it a bit. In though. my mind, I'm like, Fred just knows he's injured. He's just gonna lie on the ground. He's gonna wait it out. Like he's gonna wait for the trainer to. He's just he's in a calm mindset right there. He's not thinking like the rest of us are. Right. He, he's he's basically saying, all right, let me get these eight stitches and let me get back out there to help my team. The exact opposite. Like being like a what fellow, like being a fellow Dutchman, Fred Van Vliet, you know what I mean? Like you kind of know that sort of like German, Dutch, Netherlands. Yeah, all we took them over, right? Yeah, it's all part of the same, same sort of general vicinity of Europe. Just that sort of like northwestern grit. Is that <laughs> no one ever said that? That northwestern European northwestern grit? European <laughs> Norwegian grit? No, I, look, Fred Van Vliet, Abaka, like you said. Um, the last game it was Danny Green. Before that, also Kyle Lowry had a really good game. I mm-hmm. think if anything, if you because I'm trying to watch it as well from the perspective of almost like a, as if I was an American who didn't know the Raptors right now. Mm-hmm. And my number one takeaway there would be how do they how are they so deep? Like that would be if I were an American watching this team, I would say all I hear about is Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi. And trust me, I know Kawhi is he's the MVP right now. Like he's having the best games, and you don't even realize it because it's almost expected. The best player in the league, a hundred percent. At least this year, 100%. And like I said, all these players are stepping up. They have to be thinking to themselves, where where did they get all of these players? And why were people saying they weren't deep mm-hmm. when they were facing Milwaukee and all the, and, and Philly? Because right now, Philly's been the hardest series we've had. It's the only one that's gone to seven. Mm-hmm. The one that we were all worried about the most beforehand. I mean, I hate to bring this up, but both Greg and I did kind of say Raptors in five. And right now we're six. one. No, we said Raptors in five. Revisionist history, and we're, but we're one, <laughs> one game away. Check the tape if you want. Uh, so you know what? 
I think I'm going to enjoy this a lot. The Raptors right now, and again, if there's one more other takeaway I could have, it's that Nick Nurse for me has changed my mind on on him totally. Well, just um, the uncertainty going in every single game, not knowing who's going to play for the Warriors, not quite sure what lineup he's going to be facing and just be able to make those adjustments. I think his quote he was kind of mentioning was like, you know, being a G League coach, you don't know who's going to be in the lineup any given night. And just that experience alone has kind of given us like a little bit of an edge when it comes to matchups and preparation before the game. Yeah, it's like an NCAA coach shuffling their lineup every single mm-hmm. season, getting new players. And that's the he thing, man. He has changed like, my mind on himself. Well, just no Nick ego, Nurse, right? Holy. You know, no self-branding, no ulterior motive, just walk well, He's got in, his Nick Nurse hat. Pop. He's got a hat now. You saw his logo? They all have their own hats now their own logos pascal siakam with the heart i like god um but no nick nurse honest the box in one defense can we just even talk about that for a second let's go how steve kerr mentioned he had it happened against him when he was playing in high school and that was the last time that he had seen it curry said something similar as well and basically, I mean, a lot of people, I, like, fair Well, explain, explain, explain to our listeners that don't Exactly. Know. I had to explain <laughs> it to my girlfriend last night. But essentially, you're playing a zone defense. And a zone defense means you're just basically not taking a man. You're taking an area of the court. And we're taking, right now, the four corners of the, the baseline. And you're the trying center. to pit pocket the lane. Exactly. Ahead, yeah. You're forming a box, basically, around the basket. And then off of that, you have Fred Van Vliet, usually, just guarding Steph Curry man to man. And he just follows him around. And anytime Steph Curry body. goes into another area that yeah. one of the other players are in, they double team him. Yeah. So what that does is it forces players other than Steph Curry to shoot the ball and possibly with wide open looks. But those players are Draymond Green, Andrew Iguodala, Quinn Cook. Basically, they're doing it whenever Clay Thompson isn't on the floor. Mm-hmm. And last night specifically, it impressed me because they almost knew it was coming because they had they took Clay out. Nick Nurse put it in right away, and they had to get Clay almost right back in the game. So they're not letting him rest. They're, they're really attacking the fact that Clay Thompson had that injury. Um, Nick Nurse's adjustments, like you've said, all playoffs long for me have been amazing. And I think this series, we've we've really truly seen the brilliance of Nick Nurse. He's our coach. He's oh, dare I say it, the next Popovich. <laughs> I go that far. A l- l- little far fetched for me at this point, but, yeah, but I'm, you I'm know a what? Futuristic that, guy, uh, very futuristic. <laughs> um, still, still on the flip side, stellar performance from Clay Thompson last night. Eleven for seventeen, I think, from the field. Really uh, just clearly showing you should have been playing game three. You got to fucking show up. You got to play hero ball, regardless of your injury. You know what I mean? His Kevin Durant's a whole different conversation, but I thought Clay Thompson, from what they needed offensively, probably was a spark plug they needed in the third game. He probably could have helped them. I don't know. Sway the momentum of at least maybe game a little bit closer in game three. I don't know if KD's going to come back. Uh, they He's were not. mentioning that he was pl- in the, uh, the, the on court practice before the game four still obviously limping. something where there's an, there an issue with him so he's probably not going to play in the series I don't think he's going to play game five or six maybe game seven I don't Look, know I mentioned this in the group and I might have even said it last week but I had the same injury I had a grade three calf strain when I was playing soccer and I was out for like eight to ten weeks mm-hmm. and I know athletes are insane so you cut that in half and that's like four to five weeks this happened on May 7th so it's been over four weeks now like in my mind I'm starting to think it's more Katie thinking about free agency more yeah, so for than, sure. than the actual injury itself. But you see him after the game, high-fiving. He's clearly limping. And in my mind, no matter what kind of person you are, if you're an athlete, you want to play. Mm-hmm. So as petty as I think Kevin Durant is, I, it still is hard for me to believe that he wouldn't rather be out there on the court trying to win a championship. So I have to believe he's actually injured, right? Like, there's there's no other way I can put it. Um Kevin Durant is just like a competitor like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I can't see him being that petty where he'd basically say, I want to sit on the sidelines and have Golden State lose just so that when I leave the team next year, people will say, well, they couldn't win it without Kevin Durant. Right. Do you think that's that's even a thought in his head or do you think he's actually injured? I think he's actually injured. I think I just like, like, you know, Kevin Durant doesn't really necessarily strike me as a diva. I don't know the guy. I've never met him before, but I've only I'm judging this off like the Bill Simmons podcast, his demeanor and in interviews. You've probably argued just the way he on kinda, Twitter with one of his burner accounts. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, no, like he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would sit out for an ulterior motive or, you know, to be healthy coming into free agency. He seems like the kind of guy that will win at all costs. I think that's why he went to Golden State in the first place. Even, you know, knowing that he's going to receive that sort of public uh, backlash from obviously signing with the team that took out OKC in the playoffs. I don't know. I, I give Kevin Durant the benefit of the doubt. LeBron James, whole fucking different conversation. Uh, but Kevin Durant, the guy's injured. 
All right. I mean, I still think at this point now, it's been quite a while. I don't okay. know. I hey, don't know. Let, let's say let's say some more Raptors talk when Greg eventually fucking gets here. But uh, let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets for a second because that's on my fucking team for years. Nets. Yeah, Kyrie. Dude, Irving. they're gonna get Kyrie. They're gonna get Kevin oh, Durant, God. and they are going to fucking. It's gonna be Toronto and Brooklyn moving forward, and I'm gonna be torn. I don't know what team I'm gonna root for. Well, that's upsetting to hear. <laughs> I'm kidding. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's gonna be the Brooklyn Nets. Um, no, it's 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 interesting just how they've like that. Well, the, okay, hold on. The Torian Prince trade I thought was an absolute home run. Such a smart acquisition. I know they're giving away more draft capital, but again, Torian Prince isn't a slub. He's a potential third star in a team, complimentary piece, guy that can play the three four position, thirty eight percent career three point shooter. Uh, you're giving up a heavily protected twenty twenty first and the seventeenth overall pick this draft as well clearing up cap space Kyrie's already more or less stated that he's going to go to Brooklyn so okay so my question to you as a Brooklyn fan the I biggest guess? Brooklyn fan all right um, in Toronto <laughs> does this year with Kyrie not not worry you a little bit to have him on your team not to mention the fact that you still have D'Angelo Russell your favorite player playing the same position well I don't think D'Angelo's going to come back I is think D'Angelo's going to go to like Orlando or something and this, that you're okay with 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 that or yeah Kyrie's or? way better than D'Angelo Russell See, I, this year with Boston and then the whole offseason thing and then admitting that LeBron was right the whole time. Yeah, but why did, why it did Kyrie... It just makes me think... Ky, and then the flat earth comment. But why did, okay, Kyrie flat, could flat, be the stupidest fucking person in the NBA. He's trolling... Okay, you know, you know, you know Base God? Like Little B the rapper? Yes, unfortunately. Like he's just trolling people. Like he knows he's a bad rapper. But like he just trolls people with a shitty rap. Same thing with Kyrie Irving with the flat earth. He knows Earth's round. He just trolls people to get pissed people off and like just frustrate people on social media. Or I or love did, it. Or did he hear the backlash and then went, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> well he 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 did get like a like a three week education at Duke, so I don't know how smart he is overall. But uh no, just like Kyrie being able to be Kyrie, you know, you're talking about um Sorry, we're like recording this. In, yeah, I was going to say, explain the what's happening right now. There, there's like 35 uh, Asian tourists just taking photos of us outside this glass window. It's very unsettling. They're all staring at us, but we're staring back at them. And I'm it's put my Raptors hat right here so they know what we're doing. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just Kyrie, too many cooks in the kitchen type of situation in Boston. Obviously, he couldn't get his offense going. He wants to be the primary option, number one score. That's why he left Cleveland in the first place. Uh, I think, you know, with Brooklyn's pieces they have right now, uh, just how switchy everyone is, how everyone knows their role. There's no egos. Great head coach and Chucky Atkinson. Um, I think... Kyrie Irving would be a perfect addition to the Brooklyn Nets. In my mind, Kyrie Irving would be the perfect addition to the Brooklyn Nets if they got Kevin Durant. But I don't think Kyrie Irving is ready to lead a team. And last year showed that. Well, we'll see. Like, I don't know, like when Brooklyn gets either KD or Kawhi, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make that decision at that point. Uh, they're going to get you. <laughs> you definitely are more. That's why you're not that excited about this whole Raptors win. You don't want to go to Jurassic Park. You don't want to come to I'm, my house last night for the game. <laughs> Here it all comes out. Now, I'm a Brooklyn fan at heart and I'm a Raptors fan. No, I didn't come to the, the game. Okay, you're going to fucking hate my guts for saying this. This is the most Here pretentious shit ever. I didn't come last night because I washed it at my girlfriend's place and she made me this like massive, beautiful charcuterie board. It was great. I had beers, charcuterie. All right, guys, you can catch the podcast on <laughs> Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. You, Have a good one. You, you, you pussy, you should be eating Tostitos, zesty fucking Dorito Ranch, motherfucker. We watch these we games. We made homemade burgers. Did last you? Night. Yes. That's adorable. Yeah. And you know what? We enjoyed the win as a team together and took tequila shots and had fun and we're normal people. Hey, where's Javon, huh? <laughs> That's a good call. Where is Javon? Where is Greg, actually? <laughs> well, apparently the subway's down. So the city last night here in Toronto, like we were talking about earlier, just went crazy. Um, in- I heard that fucking down the street. I don't know why we're saying this on the podcast, but I'd like Harvard and Spadina around some building. This is like word of mouth from a homeless man in Tim Hortons before I came here. So but you know it's true. So <laughs> got it from the source. Uh, apparently there was like some guy working, doing like excavating or something. And then like yeah. a piece of like the... I don't know, like the parking garage collapsed and the guy just fell in and died and they had to shut down like a big Porsche on the street. So he was excavating last night when the Raptors, in the middle of the night when the Raptors were celebrating the win? Yeah, it's when you always excavate. That's excavating time. That's excavating time. Okay, I'm not an excavator. I didn't know that. That's okay. a word? That's what we're going for? Excavator? Okay. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> fell into the crust of the earth. Um, yeah, you. I don't know. Like, I, I just can't rationalize going to Jurassic Park. See, like, again, and okay, 
I agree. And as we talk about this now, here's the Cyprian assassin himself. Fucking finally shows up. Greg walks in in his Kyle Lowry jersey. I've been like weeding to eat my breakfast for the last like half an hour. And this guy shows up. Oh, casually 34 minutes late. No big deal. Uh, so let's get him on the pod. Greg's sweaty. Um, definitely got some uh, salty pits right now. Uh, salty pit Greg. Hi, Greg. Um, how you doing? Greg, how is the? Uh, how'd you get here without the uh, TTC actually working? You do. Take I had a wonderful, wonderful Uber ride with uh, Francesco or Francisco. Uh, it wasn't that wonderful. I don't remember his racist. fucking name. <laughs> hey, he's either Spanish or Italian. Uh, he's Italian. He's definitely Italian. Um, Raptors fan. Told him about about our pod. He wrote it down on a Kleenex box. Hopefully, he actually tunes in. Well, you know what? I bet you he's more of a Raptors fan than our host Brandon over there, who keeps talking about the Brooklyn Nets getting Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving. And that's what, right before you walked in. What? There was a comment made. You might that, get Irving and Durant. They're not getting Leonard. Yeah, well, they can have Irving and Durant. And I said, why would you even want Irving in the first place? A team depressed. Oh. Um. So. We were talking about the Raptors win, obviously, last night. So I want to get the your... Win. You were here uh, at my place. We watched it together. You left your bottle of tequila, by the way, at my place. Oh, that's why I was actually late. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. So what do you think? What do you think about the win? I mean, obviously, Nick Nurse, I think, is a genius. He did the box and won. We talked about Fred Van Vliet, Abaka having a good game, and then obviously Kawhi being sort of... We're a better so team. Far. We've been a better team. We're clearly the better team. Um... You know, usually when you're when you're up, you know, you know, remember at the start of the game. Okay, we're down by ten. Eh, not a big deal, right? We're gonna get back in it. The, to me, the standout moment of the game. Well, Ibaka came in and gave us good energy in the first half. That's the, that's true. Um, and kudos to Chris Bosh for actually calling that he would have an impact in the second half. Chris Bosh has been great. Yeah, and but to me, I mean, let's face it. The moment was when the third quarter started, and Kawhi Leonard came out. And put it down. Three, steal, three. I'm the best fucking player in the world. And that's no fluke. Golden State has had amazing starts to their third quarter. Coming out of halftime, Golden State, it that's was, the reason why they won game two. It was totally purposeful. And right, like, like if you're if you're the Raptors, you're in you're at Oracle, you know that they are 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 known for these amazing third quarters. And your best player comes out and sets the tone like that, all you can do is lead. Kawhi Leonard is the greatest player on the planet. I know there's LeBron, and to me, like, to me, we have to actually beat a a good LeBron team next year. But look, right now, he's not here. Kawhi's going to be lifting that finals MVP trophy and a championship. Okay, this is fucking infuriating me. I've been saying this on the podcast for like a year now. The greatest player in the world is not playing in the NBA right now. We know this. It's Carmelo. Stop. Okay? (laughs) Fucking Christ. The last great American ball hog. Me and Greg got ahead of ourselves last night, and we're like, you know what? After they beat Golden State, next year, Kevin Durant will go to the... We'll go to the Lakers. Then we can beat LeBron and redeem ourselves from losing to LeBron for all those years. We're going to beat LeBron next year in the, the finals. the best defensive team to ever win the finals this year. Um, yeah. 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 Like so, and, and there's two things there. So first, <laughs> me, it's important to know that Graf and I called this in five. Yep. Okay. That we, let's just, okay. And, and Mike secondly. Mike Budenholzer. And secondly. <laughs> Jason Kidd. And secondly. I think we have to start talking about this Raptors team as an all-time great defensive team. Number one on my list. This is the hardest defense the Golden State Warriors have ever faced in the finals. That was number one on my list is why the Raptors are going to win. And holy shit, it's showing. I mean, the team is constructed... um, like it's not just that they're missing guys and that they're banged up. It, that's a big part of it, right? We can't say that it's not. But that look, it's a battle of attrition, man. Like that's what the NBA is, okay? But it's also that we have sw- switching and length, for sure. And length bothers shooters. And we, if you're watching what we're doing, we're chasing their three point shooters off the line, right? We're making Steph into a two point scorer, and it's it's impact. And we're getting back on defense, man. 
and it's impacting the game. The only time that I notice that Golden State scores pretty much like at will is transition. When they get a stop yeah. on defense and then they come up and they have the transition offense, they are one of, if not the hardest team. And again, we had that against Milwaukee. We, again, we learned how to defeat that when we yeah. faced the Milwaukee Bucks because they That's are really technically the best. In the half court, they're the team that always loves to use their screen and rolls with their big men, get that open shot. We kind of had to do that against Philly. Like every series so far up into this point has trained us against Golden State to, to be able to defeat that. And I think specifically for Nick Nurse to scheme against it. And then we saw the ultimate combination of it come out when we talked about it earlier, the box and one defense, which mm-hmm. forces Clay Thompson to actually have to play with Steph on the floor. You can't put Steph out there alone by himself because Draymond can't shoot. Boogie wasn't playing well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? And I just love how everyone in the American media is mocking Nurse and laughing. Oh, boxing, what? I haven't seen that since high school. <laughs> that won't work in the NBA. Yeah, check he did the stats. It, he did it again. Yeah, check yeah, the no, stats. Yeah, no, like, not only did it work the first time, but he did it again. And look, I hate to say it again, but, and I'm gonna, we're gonna knock on wood for all of this, right? Yes, we, of course. Look, we gotta, we gotta close it out, right? But can Steph Curry be the best player on. You know, maybe he could do it on a championship team with a good supporting cast, right? But can he lead a team in the finals past a formidable foe? The way that we saw LeBron almost do it. Well, he did it in 2016. Right? No, but I mean, even last year, like against a juggernaut, like he's not at that level of superstar. No, no, no. Like he's not a megastar. You can say he's a superstar and he's an all-time great shooter. He's changed the game offensively, but he doesn't impact the game like on both sides of the ball. No, but but all it was was points, right? Like you look at Kawhi, he's like he's getting 30, but then he's also impacting the game defensively and changing the game. And he's getting loose balls. Like watching these finals. Again, I said this from the beginning of the year. The special talent that Kawhi has that people, like, I didn't realize it until I watched him. It is the claw. It, it is the fact that with his length and his hands, he gets to loose balls and grips them at timely moments. Like, like b- between the like Siakam and 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 uh, Leonard and, our, and Lowry and his intuition, we're coming up with these loose balls better than they are. Okay, okay, I I agree with you that Def- Raptors defensively. And Stephen have been Curry doesn't well. do that stuff. Is my point. Steph Let, Curry, it's only scoring. Let's talk about this as if we were a Golden State podcast right now, and we never were, and we were upset about the loss last night, and we're looking for who to blame. You're going number one, Steph Curry. What? No, it's not a matter of blame. I'm going to Steph. I'm going to Steve Kerr. Well, and Steve and, Kerr's being out coached in my mind. Okay, so and that's an interesting point to bring up because before game, before game. At three or four, I was watching. Pardon the interruption, and uh, I, you know, I watched the 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 rundown of all those shows, right? I watch the because I'm I'm a PhD student. Okay, I'm writing my thesis. I'm at home. Okay, I'm at home with my animals. Okay, That's and a I'm weird, and, weird right. flex, but all right. No, like my point is like I'm at home. So the TV's on in the background. Okay. Right? So that's how I'm able to take in all this bubblegum garbage. Okay. So PhD students watch the jump all day long. That's right. <laughs> okay. And every single show was about is the you know, the, you know, because they recycled the storylines, right? The headlines. And every one of them was talking about, you know, is Steve Kerr an all-time great coach? Right. Right. And um it was even on part of the interruption, right? And after that, they've lost every game. So and now you're at you're, home. Yeah. And Steve Kerr has never actually been criticized as a coach. He's been I the agree. golden boy. Well, I think it was there was one moment when he was being criticized, which is when basically it wasn't anything he had done, to be honest with you. It was just that Luke Walden ended up losing one game when he took over <laughs> the team as the coach, got a contract for it, and Steve Kerr came back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the only time where I looked but at yeah, the team yeah, and went, he I is, think anyone can coach them. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if they, if Steve Kerr does. It was Steve Kerr's system, though. Like, except for Mark Johnson, I'm Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. But then again, then they won the championships. He was obviously better than Mark Jackson. He took them to a next level. He's not just a players' coach. He's also a scheming coach. He has lunches and dinners with Popovich. The guy's obviously a genius. He talks about politics, but is it not time to start critic like to start analyzing but Steve what, Kerr's what coach could job? He, but what? Okay, look, the Raptors are just a better team. Like, like coaches can only do, and especially as a coach, like when, when, if you have time to prep, like if he had, if he knew this is the team I would have all season, 
he would have trained them. This is like my high school team, man. My high school team had a bunch of injuries. A bunch of kids couldn't play this year. And I had so much talent to start the year. If I knew that my talent pool would have been so depleted, I would have trained the team differently going through the year. So I, right, I feel like it's tough to blame Kerr. And you hear about the press conferences. He's like, they beat us. I mean, they were missing my one player last hard. night. Um, Durant. Yeah, but they also don't have a healthy DeMarcus Cousins. Whatever, we're hobbled too. Yeah, no, and he, you're right, he's the sprinkles on top of the Sunday, on top of the he was whipped awful. cream. He was awful. Because if yeah. you want to, if we were a Golden State podcast looking at who to be criticizing right now, I'd be saying, A, Steve Kerr should start being analyzed. B, we can't play Boogie anymore. He is and a C, shell of Steph himself. Curry, what did Steph Curry shoot? Under 40%? I mean, they didn't, and, and that first half, they really... They should have taken control that first half more than they did. They let the Raptors come back and make it a four-point game at the end of the half when they had a 12-point lead pretty much all throughout the second quarter. And they let us claw back with the last three minutes left. And in their mind, if I were them, I'd be saying that's the moment of the game right there, With along with those first two possessions of, yeah. the, second, of the third quarter. No, you're quarter. right. It was actually that killed the start all of momentum. The, it was actually it killed that, everything. Right. It, and, and if you actually watch like the Warriors... Over time, like over their dynasty here. Actually, and they won't be a dynasty if they don't win three in a row. Um, if you watch them over this run, the end of quarters, and specifically the end of of the first half and the begin and and the third, that's when the Warriors, like that's when they're at their best, right? And the Raptors this year have been really good in those moments too. Like really good teams close out halves well. And yeah, to your point, like also, dude, I, I felt like at the beginning of the game, even they were beating us, but. They weren't, it wasn't like when the role. I wasn't worried. No, because because they were having trouble scoring. Like, they were beating us, but they only had, like, t- like in the low 20s in the first quarter. You know what I mean? Like, our, our, our defense is working. Our offense just hadn't started hitting yet. Well, I mean, again, we can look at the stats right now, but if you go first half compared to second half, we were one for 13 from the three-point line in the first half, and we were five from seven in the second half. Mm-hmm. So if you go one from 13, it's not just the fact that, you know, Obviously, you're not hitting your shots, but all those 12 misses are pretty much going the other way. A lot. We didn't get too yeah. many offensive boards no, last and, night. But and I actually don't like how at the start of these games we come out just firing away at three. I mean, look, as long as they get it together by the end, and they because you saw in the in the second half they started taking it into the basket more because it's a more sure thing. You can draw the fouls, right? And that's the thing with this all three point shooting offense to win championships. There's more room for error. Yo, get when the stats. Defense gets tough. So Kawhi Leonard is one of two players in their guys Al Horford, so he can't really qualify this because guy doesn't really shoot three pointers that much. He's one of two players, uh, playoff players, to play at least one thousand career postseason minutes and shoot at least fifty percent overall and forty percent from three. So probably the greatest playoff player of all time. Just throwing that out there. His run, Brandon. Okay, Max Kellerman. Hey, his run <laughs> is <you>. historic. <laughs> I mean. I think LeBron had better overall numbers actually in his run last year. The dip, the difference is that Kawhi is giving you um, the defense. And, I mean, it's just been epic for the moments, right? Like, there's been there's been a little bit of magic to this team so since that bounce, bounce, bounce. The bigger question is you got Kevin Looney injured. Right, like like when Ibaka kind of like followed him, oh, yeah, looked like he was in pain. Boogie was like what three turnovers in the first half. He's a, he looks awful. Yeah, w- w- the Golden State Warriors are playing fucking Andrew Bogey. Like, why don't they go go over Zaza? Isn't he a fucking free agent right now? Just like <laughs> Hitman Zaza, get in the yeah. court, game five, just target Kawhi's knees, just go for it. Yeah, Zaza time. And and Brandon, that's like, the only chance they have. It looks like. <laughs> can we can we talk about the Oracle fans? Yes. Leaving I was so early. There's a few things, man. Like, first of all, it's I like got, it's like rich kid like toughness. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like it's like blue, runners, man. It's like exactly. blue collar. It's like blue collar fight club. But they're fight not fighting. Club at the OC. Yeah. <laughs> the OC. Orange County Fight Club. Yeah. Like these are the people who don't fight. These are the people who like pay like homeless people like a hundred bucks to fight to the death. <laughs> first rule about fight club. Tell everybody you're in fight club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, just what's that guy, Mark Stevens? Just yeah, like we harassing should, we Kyle. Talk about that because that's that my, push that, was absolutely. That's awful. my gripe. Okay, okay. Then but we can won't. we I'll save, save it? A bit? I'll save it. Well, I guess we don't have a gripe today because there's no fucking formula of the podcast. We're just sort of going for it. So, well, Greg, what are your what are your thoughts on Mark Stevens here? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, okay. I think to the, what really stood out to me in that moment was that when when Kyle made made that 
um, attempt at the at the ball save, right? He had, he actually did land on on a guy, and um, in the broadcast, because I, I was watching the ABC broadcast, because I like to check in on the on the American. So was media, I, right? At that point. And 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 like we talked about this last night, Van Gundy was like, "Oh well, you know, this guy's flying into me. I would push him too." And I think Van Gundy just missaw no, what no, no. happened. Motherfucking Jeff Van Gundy is just a complete moron, and is one of the worst. I've been saying this. I hate. He is. He is hate, not a moron. I would rather. He's listen many things. He's to, not a moron. I would rather listen to it. He says the stupidest shit, and he's been doing this for the last. Fucking 10 years, I'm telling you. Every time I hear this guy speak, I'd rather listen to Mark Jackson or Mama, There Goes That Man. Him I'd rather and, listen to him, that. Or Brandon Kajoka oh on the Toronto Sport Matters podcast. Yep. Yeah, yep. well. Him and Mark Jackson <laughs> are like a symbiotic entity. But You but love Mark Jackson. I, I, I like him as a commentator. <laughs> yeah, good commentator, bad commentator and, well, entity. Um, but what he said, right, and, and that makes sense. Like if someone fell on you, and because he didn't really push Kyle, he shoved him. Right, he no, shoved he him. him. I think a push is like a whatever. Yeah, fine, push up. But he pushed him but, for a fifty-five-year-old man. Stood, push. What stood out to me was that the guy that Kyle actually did land on was concerned to, and supported him and patted him on the back. He's like, "Hey, are you okay?" Because he was and, a normal human being. You mean? Yeah. Right. Like, like, like. Hey, th- yeah. We're this is a competition, sure, but w- this is about the love for the game and by extension, a love for each other. Like, like. This this athlete is risking his body to entertain you, right? Are you not entertained? It's a privilege <laughs> to sit where they sit. Yeah. And and to so, treat it as if the athletes are in your space is this is completely wrong. But he wasn't even in his space. And that's the thing, exactly. right? Exactly. Like like and that to me is what stood out is that he had reached over a whole person to shove him like that. And and it speaks to, you know. And then he swears at him and he crunches up his face, yeah. you know, like a stress ball. And like, it really speaks to the fact like, is this your average NBA owner? And he's an owner. The awards call him an, an investor. He's a part owner. Yeah, an investor. Just because like, like I'm an investor in my house. They right? ch- Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 I didn't buy my house. I'm investing. So that's PR, why they call him an investor. Of course. And, you know, it's like. Mr. Stevens. You've got this Billy and it's just, it's a, here's the thing. It's a bad look. For the league, you've got. This is at a time when they're thinking of changing, like you know, the the name ownership because you have rich white guys. Yep. Oh, like he treated Kyle in that moment like he was a piece of property. I think like the bigger thing I kind of was thinking about is just the stupidity of well, lots of stupidity. Just like 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 football, the fans are like in the fucking stands, right? Like hockey, there's like a massive shield of glass separating the field fans That's from the point. actual action, and then. You know, baseball, they're in the grandstands up there. And, like, in basketball, like, you're right there on the fucking court. And that's why I say it's a privilege. Like, like no other sport can provide that close up but that's to the, the athletes. Yeah. That's the reason athletes. why the NBA, like, to your point, that's the reason why the NBA apparently has been doing Like, that's what they say the NBA is good for, right? You get so close to the athletes. The mm-hmm. worst part is, is, like, after this, after Westbrook and his incident... Drake. You, you can look at other, and honestly, yeah, Drake as well and his antics, I guess you'll call them. Yeah, although it's, it's not but the same. But you got to look at like what could be done or like if something might be done. And look at FIBA. In FIBA, it's kind of like soccer where they have LED screens all around the side of the court. And even the player's bench is behind those LED screens. So there's no fans court side. But the closest thing you can get I, is like 10 feet to court side. My, my, my solution I is like, that. it's like where like the, the sideline is, where everyone on the court side is. You just dig a hole right around like the moat. court. Like yeah, a drop the, Like a moat, drop them down like five feet when their heads are kind of poking up. And then Kyle, like going for a loose ball, can just like sl- baseball slide right into Mark Stevens' face and just like hey, boot him right but, in the <laughs> Look, but it, it raises a good point. Like, I've always thought like there's not enough actually room for them. It's dangerous for the athletes. Like, okay, you want to save a ball, but you're going to, you know, jump into someone's like, like, alcohol. Well, what's the beverage? point? It's for tradition, right? It's not for the money. It's like the additional, what, like five. $200,000 per game or something from the courts. Well, no. I think that's where you're like right now. I know a couple people are looking at like courtside seats. Put it this way. If you were to take away the one row, like that first row of courtside seats, and that was your solution. Hmm. Like now the rows start behind you. There's no players or fans right beside the player's bench, right? Like where Drake sits, basically. You take that whole row away. I think you're taking away in four seats already probably a half a million dollars. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, you guys ever sat courtside? 
I've never sat courtside. I've sat closest I've done is row one. I thought, and it was actually my dad took me courtside a couple behind. years ago against Utah Jazz. Utah. Yeah. So who was who was on the team then, and what what, what was it like? I've never sat courtside, but like, were your feet actually on the court? Yeah, and it was actually, one. so I was right behind Man, what visiting basket two two seats behind. Uh, it was great because we went to the game. All I remember though is that uh, we're not going to drop any names here, but let's just say I uh, I went to a, a, a high school house party and I did something for the first time that night, and, and maybe Christian sort oh. of was yeah. There we go. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty fucking great night for me. No, no, I never said yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was just a really cool experience, man. Being able to be that close. I think with basketball, like, you know, you think about football, these guys are absolute goliaths. They're beasts, six foot four, 300 pounds, run like a fucking gazelle. But basketball, just seeing these seven foot, six foot ten, like a guy like Kevin Durant, LeBron James on court in person, that sort of intimate experience is why you have courtside seats in basketball because there's no other athletes in the world like basketball. That's why you can only feel the 12 man roster. It's great. That's why there's, there's only. There's a grace to that. Yeah. It's yeah. a privilege. Again, you can't act as if you're you're owning the space because you're in the seat. No, yeah. you're in the seat luckily because you are a fucking billionaire <laughs> and you can afford these fucking things because you're a nerd I think, and you <laughs> like computers before and, everybody and, else no, in but, the world and this is, But this is what pissed me <laughs> off, right? He's he's representative of the Silicon Valley. Sorry, can we, like, like, can we just, for one second, just like, like just think for a second if we took away the boards in other sports, like football, for example, like Gam Gam's on the sidelines watching the fucking 49ers play the Raiders <laughs> and she just gets fucking decked, like take away the boards in a hockey game Fucking Chara snipes like a fucking hundred miles per hour slot. Oh, yeah, no, no one really talks about <laughs> Kyle when Kyle Lowry went into the crowd, he destroyed a girl a, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, was wearing yeah, the yellow that. dress. No one really talks about her. They were talking about the push, but oh my god, she probably is concussed and out for twelve weeks. And didn't see her attacking him. And here's the thing, like again, and even it's like Sean Livingston. It's like the round ball of fucking Toronto, no. but Kyle. Lowry. Yeah. And I'm proud of Kyle. Like if this was Kyle, like five years ago, I agree. Right, like this is North Philly Kyle. Like before he had kids <laughs> and shit. Like he'd slap that guy up, man. Yeah. Like. Right? Um, so I was actually proud this of This is great, though. Like, we all came to the same conclusion. Get the fucking boards out in hockey. Make it more of an intimate experience. <laughs> and let's get the fucking ball rolling. <laughs> Toronto Sport Matters. Number one cause for the summer. We're going to start a petition. Get those boards out. Get the glasses out. Bring the fans closer to the experience. Hey, but what do you guys think <laughs> about, about the punishment? Well, apparently he had to sell a stake in the team. No, it's bullshit. You shouldn't have a, get a one year suspension. If I well, apparently he got a, he had to sell his stake in the hold team. Hold on, but to, to Brandon's point, are you gonna say like if you did that, it should be a lifetime ban? You'd be banned. A dude was banned from Madison Square Garden for telling the owner that he should sell the team. If I walk this into guy, if I walk into Chipotle and the fucking guy behind the counter just like be, like fucking punches me in the mouth. He's like, Tony, you're fired for a year, but you can come back a year later. Like that, like that's the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, if I get physically assaulted in Chipotle, the expectation that guy's never going to be able to walk in the establishment again. Same shit here. Yeah, yeah. And 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 um, the commissioner there is like, oh, we looked into his you know, path. There's never been an incident like Not this before. <laughs> like, he's a good guy in the community, whatever. It's like, really? Well, David Stern was fucking commissioner. He wouldn't even be suspended for a season. He'd be gone for like a game or something. Or slapping the wrist. So it's at least totally something because happened. Every totally rich be- person doesn't even want to be in Oakland anyways. They're like, good riddance. Get rid of Oracle. Move it to San Francisco so and, it's closer to my and Silicon maybe, Valley house and fuck that. And can we transition then? Gentlemen. He's the one to be there in the first gentlemen, place. Gentlemen. Oracle. King's Landing has fallen. The North, right? That scene at the end of the game with all those Canadians chanting, with right? Finally. Oh, Canada. Yeah. Raptors, Oracle go. has fallen. Super fan there. All hail the King of the North, Kawhi Leonard. You hear that everyone in America is cheering for the Raptors, but then and when they're you not see even- like three or two, two to three thousand fans at the end of the game in Oracle. They're not even real fans in Oracle. They're all just like you know, like like Rich season tickets. From San Fran. It's like, honey, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking be with the general layman. I'm hey, gonna eat some nachos tonight. Brandon, 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 you know who the real fans in? Because I'm gonna wear a nacho hat hey, today. Oakland's different than than San Francisco, right? Like, uh, the people, the real fans of the Warriors were the ones that are waking up at like 5 a.m. to go to like first take, right? That's what they can get into, yeah. right? And those are all uh, people of a different sort. 
socioeconomically, racially. Dude, I'm a Leaf fan. I know this. Right? No. And but it's <laughs> it speaks though to a a wider issue, right? And you see it though in the in the Raptors games too, man. Like you heard you know, that game where half the stadium was often, you know. Uh, didn't even show up for the third. They were off, like, having their drinks and schmoozing in the back or whatever, right? At the whole lower bowl. Apparently, the upper bowl was there. It was the lower bowl people that weren't, right? And it's like, uh, real fans can't even get to the most important. I mean, you can't, they can't even go to a regular season game, let alone these games, right? And Oracle, I think, like, the Golden State fans is the most. You see it the most because it's pure white people in the stands. And it's like, this is Oakland, right? That's why they're moving. All their fans don't want to go there. They don't want to cross the bridge. Look, the Raptors fans took over. And I think that, look, who was it? Jay-Z, Beyonce, Snoop Dogg. These are all Lakers and like mm-hmm. Knicks fans mm-hmm. that just wanted to Can go you- to a game. Like at least, like I hate this. I now nah, I don't want to bring this up even, but like at least Drake is fucking cheering for the Raptors. Like these, like Beyonce couldn't give a shit who wins that game. She's there to be on TV. Well, she's, no, she's a basketball. They're basketball fans. They're watching the they're game. Basketball they just like fans. the game. Okay, yeah. sure. Greg, do you still, know? do you still hate Drake? Yeah. Okay, I was just like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. look, look. I don't, know I don't know him personally. I'm not gonna say I hate the man. Right. I, I, I'm annoyed of the NBA's constant coverage. It's taken away from the team. Yeah, there was, and to be honest, this to be honest, I didn't like it. His antics before, like he sits up on like the teleprompters and stuff. Like I, again, I don't think that he should be allowed to do things that other fans aren't. I do. Right. Like I, I, I just don't think so. I don't, and I don't think, and I think him, me personally, I don't think that. He represents himself well. I think people that watch him just like, oh, this guy acts like a brat, right? He's up celebrating like a prepubescent teen. I just don't get like the the, the you sort mean of his, like you mean his fan base, the media yeah, stunt like, on this. Yeah, though. like his teenage girl fan base. Like yo, when the yeah. eagle when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and like even the Philadelphia 76ers to a certain degree, like Meek Mill got like pardoned from prison. Like I was like arrested <laughs> for like a violent assault. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like and like he's like helicoptered into fucking like the stadium. And everyone's like <laughs> on their feet cheering for him last year. Jason's is a fucking like, guy from fucking Brandy. Forest Hill. Brandy. He just like really gets like energized watching basketball. He's like. Fuck Fuck you, Does Jake. Like you scumbag. Like Meek Mill probably murdered somebody. <laughs> but like Jake's this like vilified hey, monster because he's, he's like showing he's some not emotion. Hold on, but... My beat is too. No one in the media, everyone in the media, right, just sucks up to him so much, right? That and they're afraid to say anything about him, right? And it's and it's the non-stop coverage about him. Every time I flip my phone, right, it's it's the celebrity culture. I don't of think the anyone's NBA. afraid it to say anything away. about him. They're it's saying it, everything about him. What do you mean? All po- yeah, it's yeah, all but all, is it also fair to say though because we don't slurp him. We don't have like our a, media. The other media, it's different. Our well, we media, don't. Though, okay, Greg, Greg, we don't have like a Draymond. We don't have a LeBron. We don't have like a like a very vocal figurehead on an organization. A guy that we can kind of like play off of, right? The narrative is always like LeBron James and previous years that kind of shit. What I'm saying is, it's that that one guy, that loudmouth, that one person that you can. Sort of sensationalized a little bit from the uh, sport narrative. And te- technically, if you really want to go there, Kawhi's a Doug Sm- arguably Doug Smith and Michael Grange are two of the biggest Raptors analysts that there are, and they both decreed what what Drake does, and they have the whole time. They they they, they what? They both don't like what Drake's done. Yeah, they, because they're they smart. Okay, okay, okay. But you're but saying I'm talking like, about I'm talking about the main. Okay, those two guys are actually credible writers. There's very few of them. There's very few of them. I know that's my point. Right? Is yeah. that like those two are two of the top, and Doug Smith has been covering the team since the beginning. Like, since they started. He he is number one. Like, he's the one who's asking questions when he's there. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's like the, you know, Eric Kareens and the younger guys, but he is like the most notable Raptors writer and yeah. analyst, I would say, that there is. Like, he's on American media, and he's the one who's like saying to them, well, you know, just because Drake's doing this, don't say it's a representation of what everyone in Toronto thinks that we're all yeah, behind look, this. Yeah, look, and look, it's, like, it's fine that he's up and excited and whatever. So part of the problem with me, too, is how the 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 media covers him, and right? And it's like, instead of talking about the team now, he's the headline. But he wanted that. You know what I mean? No, and he the knows Raptors that. did, too, though. The Raptors no, are using it right. as a market no, employee right. for both. You're right. For, you're, it's, 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 so double it's about marketing. money, and it's about... Right and getting like you like you say Drake fans that don't like basketball, but, in but my, to my, me as a true fan, I don't give a fuck about any of that. Okay, I agree. I don't want to hear reporters ask Kawhi Leonard about Drake. Greg, I agree with you, but I still think in in my mind you think that just because they're not talking about Drake, that means they would have talked about the Raptors more. I think that's that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not true at all. Right? But they I would rather them not, I would rather them say nothing then. They would have rather talked. Then you're going to hear more about. You know, Kyrie Irving going to the Nets, and you're going to hear more about LeVar Ball talking again for the first time, and Magic Johnson, and I would rather them say nothing than 
have our team be represented by a pop star. And also, I just actually don't like his music, Brandon. Okay, but hold I, on. Because I don't like his music. That like like so I have no like I know a lot of people they have love for him because they love his music. I've never been. Are you a big Drake fan? Do, do I look like a big Drake fan? But this okay, goes back. Just, to just Brandon, verifying this. This okay? goes back. I don't to think Brandon's he's a great musician. <laughs> Brandon's first question to you when you went on your Drake. Do I still was, hate him? Is and it I said, just, no? I don't is hate it him. Just the fact that you just don't like the guy. Is that not? A, I don't I know like for, Drake. I like his like I kind of like his music. You know, I don't know. I think it's okay. I hate. Someone, unless I know them personally, or they're like Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like the guy's a pop star trying to make money in the game. I get or, all that. Or, or Steph Curry. It's annoying. <laughs> it's it's, but they're comparable, or man. Budenholzer. They're comparable, right? Just- <laughs> right? Hey, man, where's Budenholzer now? At home, at home watching Nick Nurse. Where's Jason yeah, Kidd where's Jason fucking Kidd? sucking on Fogel's nuts right now? Hey, Jason Kidd's about to be the coach of the LA Lakers. Assistant man. coach. About to, yeah, no, uh, associate head coach. That's what he is. Whatever. He's the associate head coach. That's a rant successful. You you can never talk about coaching ever again. Can I never can talk, never talk about coaching. Like 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 NBA My coaches. Is the coach. No. Okay. 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 NBA coaching. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins needs to get a job. Someone needs to hire this man. No. Kendrick Perkins is an amazing color commentator. Don't you think so? Well, I, I saw him on the herd, and I think he tells it like it is. He's the only one oh, who defended the Raptors. The, big, the biggest thing we're not talking about, and I'm kind of upset about this, is that did Paul Pierce like openly say on air that he shit his pants and he had to get wheeled off the court? Did anyone see that? What? Oh my god, you guys missed that? Okay, Paul Pierce was sitting down with Chauncey Billups and Tracy McGrady doing this fucking bullshit whatever halftime show, and he was talking about that time when he got wheeled off the court, if you guys remember the that. Wheel in the yeah, wheelchair. Yeah. He admitted that he shit his pants on the fucking court, and he had to get wheeled off. Afterwards, that, that's why he got wheeled. Yes, off? Greg's pulling it up right now. I swear to God, that happened. Paul Pierce pooped himself and then got fucking ushered off the goddamn court because yeah, yeah. yeah you can um, if you Google it, it comes up. Paul Pierce pooped. <laughs> Paul Pierce definitely pooped his pants. Paul Pierce confession just solved the great wheelchair mystery. My lord. Whoa. Yeah. So hey, that's well, that, <laughs> that, that says a lot about Paul Pierce. I mean, I know his. Uh, Predictions. He can't say shit. Off, no pun intended. He can't say shit now, though. You know what I mean? Like he's like. Yeah, no. It's it's a running joke now, actually. That no, like no oh, but yeah, either. like Paul Pierce said it. It's you know it's gonna be wrong. Yeah, that's for his. The guy's full of crap. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely like a bullshit situation. So many of the American players just like any excuse not to give the Raptors their due, and now they're forced to. Man, mm-hmm. they're for- and, and it's actually though interesting if you listen to, to the ones that know the game and like. Are analytical about it, and they've come around on the Raptors now. They've come around on them, and they're yeah. like, "This team is fucking wicked." Well, this is like, yeah, I mean, he's gotten off the pot recently and started talking about the Raptors more. So that's yeah, but cool. how can you get off the pot? <laughs> how can you respect a man though who like shits his pants on the fucking basketball court like that? Like his opinion he did come back and win a championship. You know, like no, Paul the- Pierce knows basketball, man. If you listen, to guys, he, let's he, let's he not poo poo Paul Pierce. He knows what he's talking about with that. Sing. Oh my god, he may have shit the bed on that on a couple previous statements, but I think he's got his crap together and Stop we can roll for shit it. Shit about him. <laughs> oh, real knee slap right there. Uh, any last points you guys want to get to before we sign off? Well. We got one more game, right? Uh, no, we have potentially, potentially <laughs> three more games. Quite a few. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, I mean, one more left to win it. To me, like, one more win. look, we picked it. We picked it in five. We're at look, this series so far has like the Warriors look like they're done. Steph Curry doesn't have enough to beat us. He's not a top five player in the game. Yeah, this will be the seventh biggest game in franchise history. During this playoff run, okay. yeah, every game is the biggest game. Every single no, game. but we've looked like clearly a better team. My question to you guys is: If Kevin Durant comes back, he's not. Let's just say he does. Okay, hypothetical, because that's the only way I think that maybe they could beat us. Because as it stands, the way that these two teams are constructed, look, we've—it's no fluke that we beat them in the regular season either. We've just looked like the better team all throughout, and I think the Warriors know it. I think they know it. They, you know, they talk about oh, like oh, you know, we're gonna make our own history. Really. Like, because you haven't looked competitive. They haven't even looked competitive. Have they? I don't think the Warriors have looked competitive against us. I think we're that much better than them. Within their current situation. I don't see a way that they win this game. I mean, I, I'm i still of the mindset that they're the Golden State Warriors, though. Like, but we've but, but they're them. not. But they're not that team. Right? They have Steph Curry, but I've been telling you. He was really good because he had a good team around him and a system. They sacrificed the system 
for star players who are now not playing. But, so, but Clay Thompson will be healthy because he looks fine. Okay, right? Clay and Steph give you thirty each. Where does the rest of the store go scoring come from? Okay, but I know, but you're just discrediting the fact that. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> I, in my mind, I'm putting Draymond, Steph, Clay all in the Hall of Fame, 100. Yep. percent Sure. Boogie and Iguodala, we don't know, but eh, Iguodala is a bit over the hill, yeah, well, and he doesn't look like himself. I'm and he's not hitting three. So I'm just saying, like. I'm talking about right now. Their team, though, right now, still, without Durant, would be better than, on paper, any starting five team in the NBA besides the Raptors. The problem, though, is Boogie Cousins is nowhere close. 76ers, man. Yeah, the Sixers have a lot of talent. Like, you were going to compare that five and five. There's nowhere... Hold on. But Cousins is nowhere close... To, to where he's he's not even going to get the minutes. Okay, he, he Draymond had a great game too. Draymond Green is 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 a great defensive player. He's giving you rebounds. He's giving you assists. He won't get more than twenty points. Well, I'm just talking about points. Okay, so Steph goes for thirty because I I don't think he's going for more than that. Right? Uh, Clay goes for thirty. Let's just say so. There's sixty points. Draymond gives you twenty. So you need thirty points from the rest of those Warriors, and that's best case scenario. But and I, that's I can easily that, see Iggy getting ten, Boogie getting ten, and Livingston getting ten. What do you okay, mean? Okay, <laughs> but then that that means then that they have to stop us from scoring at home 110 points, and that's a whole other because Kawhi is going to go for 40. The only thing is, I will not discredit the past Warriors and what they've done. I do think that it takes a mentality and there is a certain mindset. And again, but they've lost. That, okay. And I know what you're saying. You're the past telling Warriors, me that, right? We're, we're the Splash Brothers with a certain system around them. But that system doesn't change. exist anymore. What's changed? But their their depth isn't the same. They don't have the same guys coming off the bench. It's the same it, guys. It's no, Iguodala and Livingston. Yeah. And Durepko. Livingston dudes. is not the player McKinney. he was. Durepko. Well, McKinney, you mean the fucking Swedish Larry Bird? Well, who were come these? on, man. So who were these players before then that were awesome coming off the bench? They had Harrison Barnes, they had uh, Barbosa, they had David Lee. They had a very, very deep team. And they when they right, won their championships, their first championship. Oh, right. But, but it was the Splash Brothers, mm-hmm. and they had a really nice complement of players around them. That doesn't exist right in this series. It doesn't exist. So you have just them as individual scores. They're, and that's what I'm telling you. As individual scorers, they can't they can't take over. Like we can chase them off the line, and they can get twos. They got no defense on us right now. No one was saying this after they swept Portland without Durant. Because Portland's garbage. I, I, I was see, saying that, that Houston's is garbage. Odd. That's a bad tick in my Houston, mind. No, but, okay. No, sorry, they're not garbage, but they don't have a dominant wing player. We have a dominant <clears> wing. <throat> Excuse player. me. <clears throat> what do you mean, Evan Turner? <laughs> the Mar- villain Maurice Harkless but this uh, is my point right and, and, Al Farika Minu stop it doesn't exist anymore or what stop he's it a, he's, a, he's a shooting I'm talking about a, a, small, a dominant Rodney small Hood had some had a couple decent games in the playoffs because gra- gra- they can beat any other good backcourt team right They're ba- but if you have a player that is more physically dominant than they are which Kawhi is they have no answer for him they have no answer for him he's bigger than Draymond it just happens to be, like again there's not like Kawhi's the only one probably yeah, in the but, entire and no, league. And that's the thing. Those Oracle fans, they haven't seen Kawhi in two years. They were overconfident. When they saw him and what he was doing, they started shitting their pants. They were like, Where is Zaza? And with that no, guy's no, <laughs> Where's Zaza? All right, and with, with that guys, we uh we're gonna be back next week at some point. Uh hopefully we'll have a Raptors finals to talk or championship to talk about. The chip! Uh but with Woo! that, we'll be back very soon. Enjoy oh, the please. hopefully the last game of no, the NBA please finals. Please close it out, Raptors. Uh, I have faith. Catch us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and SoundCloud. follow us at T Sport Matters on Twitter. We All just right. passed 300 followers. Thank you, everyone. There we go. Holy shit. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Go, Raps. Go. Yeah, man. Sweat. Fuck that pussy ass nigga Steph Curry, man. That nigga Illuminati, man. He ain't shit but a fuck ass nigga, man. Man, I'm balling Kobe Bryant on a nigga, man. Fuck Curry, man. Swag. Curry. Fuck Curry's look. Fuck Steph Curry. 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 Pull up on a nigga, bitch. I think that I'm Kobe. Fuck Steph Curry. Fuck Steph Curry. Pull up on a nigga and I think that I'm Kobe. Fuck Steph Curry. Fuck Steph Curry. Light skin bitch. Pussy ass bitch. He ain't shit. He just a bitch. Shooting up threes. 
take it to the hole cause he a bitch And bitch on my dick, yeah, yeah, his daughter is ugly as fuck And his son look like a mutt Cause he shootin' threes, nigga pull up Why you shootin' threes, nigga pull up Take it, take it to the hole, get your ass blocked Plus Steph Curry, I'm shootin' no shot Pull up like Kobe, 2-4 in the Glock Pull up like Curry, 30 shots in the Glock Still Steph Curry, still Steph Curry Nigga, it's still fuck Steph Curry Still finna fuck on his bitch And his bitch gon' suck on my dick Fuck, fuck Steph Curry, fuck Steph Curry Fuck Steph Curry, fuck Steph Curry Spin like me flurry Fast Steph Curry, 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 Fast Steph Curry,